0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what to watch when it comes to all the moving legislation on Capitol Hill. Number two, the vault on Patrick McHenry's hardball tactics. And number three, House GOP retirement watch. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are starting the day off, as we like to, with some news. We've got two important moments that folks need to be aware of this week. First, Speaker Mike Johnson meeting today with Senate Republicans during their steering committee lunch uh, on in the Capitol. Johnson is also going to be meeting privately with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. What say you about why
1: this is important? So a few things that I want to point out here. Um... You know, I know everybody is excited that there's no funding deadline at the end of the year. And I think that's great for us. And I sound like a broken record here. But there is just so much stuff going on that is nowhere, nowhere. Um, And I think that's just, again, really important to to zoom in on Um, Johnson, Mike Johnson, the speaker, the new speaker of the house um is meeting with senate republicans as you say during their steering lunch and with mitch mcconnell um these are critical meetings um he is the he is at the he's the focal point the fulcrum the you know the uh a, a very big part of decisions both of them are that need to be made so a few things to point out i'll run through them very quickly we have a um uh, right now, we have no top line numbers and 51 days until the government uh, begins to shut down and 19 legislative days. I see Brez has taken that out of this morning's edition, so I'll say it here, Brez. Um, no, it, it, it 19 legislative days until January 19th. That is not a lot of time to get this done. In the leadership meeting last night, Mike Johnson didn't even say anything about the um, about the uh, uh, top line negotiations, that's the government funding. Then we have the Ukraine border deal. That is, uh, I don't want to say it's on ice, but it is as as Andrew put it this morning, it is uh, starting to put real strains on Democrats. They are uh, Alex Padilla and Dick Durbin, Senator from California, and the um, uh, Senate Majority Majority Whip Dick Durbin are. Uh, raising the alarm over the direction of the talk, Uh the talks, including asylum system. Remember, you changes to the asylum system, rather. Remember, it is, if this doesn't get done, if a border deal doesn't get done, there's going to be no money for Ukraine. So this is very important. And I just want to reemphasize that. The NDAA is taking a huge step forward, but the, there's questions about what could be added to it. FAA, uh, FISA, and FISA, I would just say at this point, is a... Um, uh, going to probably be a short-term extension of some variety. Could I guarantee it? No, I can't guarantee anything. But it's probably going to be a short-term extension of some variety, Anna. So let's uh, let's talk about all of those things. Again, no, no funding deadline in the end of this year. Great. But a ton of stuff coming up January, February that needs to be decided this year.
0: Yeah, I think what you put a fine uh, a fine point on here is the point. Everyone's oh, we're you know we're headed towards the exit. You know we're not going to be here for some end of the year package like we have been for so many years in the past. But I think you can separate those two things out, right? Yes, that is true. However, when you look at the amount of things that Congress is trying to deal with, uh, NDAA in particular, when you look at FAA, when you think about this you know, kind of uh, supplemental spending bill for Israel and Ukraine a lot of forward progress i would say like in the sense of it they they're really you know working hard it's, it's not as if like you know we've been talking about these things for 9 months and in a lot of cases and, and certainly on FAA and NDA we've known that the the, the deadlines uh were coming up it's not like this is, it has snuck up on anyone but it you know congress rarely moves until it absolutely has to and we're starting to see the contours of could some of the 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 magic of the end of the year start to to work its way where where people try to come together? I think you smartly point out though that like everything is it's like close but not but not there right. There's wrinkles all across on every single one of these things. Something needs to fall into place in order for there to be enough votes. And oftentimes we're talking about not just enough votes in the Senate, but also in the House, right? That's why you see this Johnson meeting becoming so important. And I think if you zoom out further, which we've been talking a lot about is the fact that you do have these funding deadlines, and it's going to come real fast. And it's not as if we're having a bunch of appropriations bills on the floor in the House, right? I mean, this is the whole point was Johnson has said, we're not going to do another short term funding bill, but we don't see any progress to actually set up the the pathway forward for a larger spending package to get done.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I don't want to say I'm, I'm not skeptical of anything. I, it's too early to be skeptical. I just think there is so much stuff to get done right now and so much stuff that needs to get done. Um, and uh, at this point, sitting here November 29th at 4.58 a.m., there's just so much stuff that needs to get done and not – at this point a lot of progress and a lot of direction and by the way some people have said to me the last couple of days well that's a week 3 decision meaning like we're not going to get to that for another couple of weeks so like you know that's just that's just that's just the reality of it it is going to come down to the end of the day it's not funding but it's other things
0: all right let's move on to the number 2 story of the morning the vault Brendan Peterson and Andrew Desiderio have a really interesting look at Patrick McHenry, the Republican from North Carolina, and his attempt to cram crypto reform legislation into the annual defense authorization bill, ruffling feathers uh, across the Capitol uh, as lawmakers try to finalize that deal, uh, which we were talking about just a a second ago, uh, and finalize the legislative text this week for the must-pass measure. Interesting to see McHenry wade in and not just wade in, you know, kind of with a, what he wants, but with some pretty hardball tactics, Jake.
1: Yeah, the the um the House uh, Financial Services chair, the former speaker pro tem of the House, uh, is attempting to cram crypto legislation into that NDAA and basically saying he's not going to agree to a fentanyl bill being put in together. This actually shows something that we were talking about uh not so long ago that uh, the the NDAA could be that last train out of the station. What ends up in the NDAA? A- and I think the point that needs to be made here, if you're looking at the NDAA as some big vehicle um, to get a bunch of stuff into, it's it's going to be tough because it's just going to be tough for obvious reasons. People are not going to want it loaded up like a Christmas tree with a ton of other stuff. So um, if if you like, even if McHenry Like I, I think there will be problems. With all due respect to, to our uh, our uh, someone we've covered for a long time, Patrick McHenry, getting crypto legislation into the NDAA is going to be a tough lift. I just think it is going to be no matter what. But McHenry has thrown his weight around, which is interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm bearish on this actually getting into the legislation. You know, I think it's a a big big lift uh but to your point interesting to see McHenry kind of start to to show some swagger here uh you know this has been an issue that he's been very uh passionate about and, and working on for quite a while Uh, Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We talked about Democrats yesterday. Today, we are looking at House Republicans who may head for the exits. Of course, in recent weeks, we've seen GOP reps Debbie Lesko, Kay Granger, Ken Buck, Bill Johnson, Brad Wenstrup, George Santos, and Michael Burgess all announce they're not running for re-election, but we have a handful of other uh, GOP members to watch. probably one of the ones that everyone is watching is representative Kevin McCarthy, the former speaker, California's filing deadline is under two weeks away and all eyes are on what he is going to do. McCarthy's denied rumors in October that he was stepping down early from the house, but the filing deadline is December 8th and it's going to be a uh, time to put up or shut up for McCarthy.
1: Yeah, the, um, I think it is, uh, December 8th is a big day for Kevin McCarthy. That's just a couple days away. Not a couple, but several days away. Um, will McCar- will he or won't he? Um, and will he or won't he leave this Congress? It's not only will he run again, but will he r- stay here for the remainder of the Congress? I think that's a big question. Um, in reporting on this item, which I had a very, very small <laughs> role of doing, not not, not even enough to get my name on the story. Um, the question is like, who else is going to is going to be out there and is going to hang it up. And I think that um, I think that it's just it's very difficult to say on the Republican side. There are a lot of senior members who are appropriators who are not really going to um, not really going to consider retiring. But anyway, this is a very interesting, very interesting scenario. Uh, A lot of a lot of people considering retirement and McCarthy, I would say everybody in the Capitol is watching him.
0: Yeah. Sam Graves, Doug Lamborn, a couple other uh, Republicans uh, folks are watching. Uh, and then, I mean, the interesting thing here to think about, and I thought this a line uh, yesterday was interesting, or, you know, just kind of when we look at both of these um, topics for both Republicans and Democrats. It's interesting to note out of the top 20 longest serving candidates in the House, 16 are Democrats. That reporting comes from Max Cohn and Mika Solner. Uh, There's a lot more in there that you can read in Punchbowl News AM. You can sign up for that, of course, just with your email by going to punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe, everybody.